Amen. I'm not going to talk about Kansas City too much because we don't have that much time. Praise God. Uh, I was going through something very similar to like what Andre described. It's crazy how similar. But, uh, you know, God is good. God is faithful. And when we uh, humble ourselves and truly seek his face, he, he shows up every time. And um, so, uh, yeah, I just wanted to kind of uh, share a short message that uh, I, I received from God about, uh, about a year ago. And it's been kind of in me. It's, it's something that really changed my prayer life something that really helped me to pray, and it's just like at this conference, uh, during the times of worship, during the time of prayer, I just kind of, like, God reminded me of this revelation, and I've uh, kind of been waiting for a moment to, to share this, and I just uh, felt like today was the right day to share it, so uh, before we get into it, let's pray, and then uh, we'll just hear God speak to us. Hallelujah, Lord, we thank you so much, God. We thank you so much for your faithfulness, God. We thank you so much for your closeness to us, God. We thank you that you dwell inside of us, God, that you live inside of us, Lord, that such a great and big and mighty and holy God chose to, to, to dwell in us, God, with all our imperfections and with all our messed up characteristics, God, and we just thank you for your grace and we thank you for your mercy, God. We thank you that you're faithful even when we're not, God that you reach out to us, God, even, even when we constantly turn away from you, God. You keep an outstretched hand, God. And as long as we humble ourselves, God, as long as we turn back to you and turn from our ways, you'll always receive us, Lord. And we thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord. And we just pray, uh, speak to us today, God. Speak to every single one of us, God. If somebody's uh, prayer life is dry, God, Help this word just to, just to bring new life into it, God. Let this word just be like fresh water into their lives, just like it was into my life, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. So if you have a, a notebook, kind of a, the title of, of this whole, whole thing is uh, The Praying Warrior. The Praying Warrior. And uh, before we get into it, I ju I'm just going to have three simple points. I'm not going to spend too much time here. But before we get into it, I just kind of uh, want to talk about what is prayer. Prayer, like Andre said, it's a, it's a time when we connect with God. It's a time when we're just in God's presence. It's a time when we, when we speak with God. It's a time when we, when we tell God what's on our minds, what's in our hearts, what we're going through. And He speaks to us as well. It's not just a one-way conversation. It goes both ways. And... Uh, I've always loved worship in my life, and I've always loved prayer in my life. And at this conference, I realized how close those two things really are. And it's, uh, if we can open up to Revelation chapter 5, uh, Revelation chapter 5 and uh, verse 8, this is talking about uh, pretty much what's going up in heaven. And in, uh, I'll wait a couple of seconds. <clears throat> So in Revelation 5, 8, it says, And when he took the scroll, the four living beings and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp, and they held gold bowls filled with incense, which are the prayer of God's people. It's a, if we look at this verse, it's talking about the, the four living beings and the 24 elders that are in heaven worshiping God. And what's interesting is in one hand they have a harp, 
and in another hand they have a bowl filled with people's prayers. Now a harp is, a, is, a, is an instrument, it's something that's used for music. You know, when we talk about worship, we're talking about music, you know. And then at the other hand, we see a bowl full of prayers, full of the, the, the people's prayers. And I just, you know, when I read this verse, I just saw how connected these two things are. If you notice the way we do uh, worship in our church, it's kind of different than the way a lot of churches do worship. If, if you have had the privilege of going to different churches, in a lot of places, they just kind of sing song after song after song, amen, and then the pastor comes out and preaches. We start one song, and that song flows into another song, and we pray, and we seek God, and, you know, when we're done, we're done. It's kind of like one fluid motion, one, one thing, and, uh, and at this conference, it was the same thing. It was like, every, my, man, that was like my favorite part. Every single service started with like an hour of worship. Just, it wasn't just three songs. I don't even know how many songs it was, and it was spontaneous stuff and, and prayers and let's just wait on God and let's just speak to God and let's just seek His face and let's pray about this and let's pray about that. Let's, let's pray about humility. And it was just, uh, I really saw how, how close worship and prayer are together. And uh, prayer is something that, something that can become religious. It's something that be, can become habitual in our lives. It's something that we could just get into the, the motions of doing. And, and it could come very suddenly. And, and it's like unnoticeable. And all of a sudden we, we look at ourselves and it's like our prayers are like dry. And, and they're not going anywhere. It seems like we're praying and our words are hitting the ceilings and then falling back down. And they're not going anywhere. And, you know, prayer is something that cannot become religious. It has to be fresh. It has to be something new. It has to be something that, that, that you're constantly moved by. It shouldn't be taken lightly because prayer is, is I believe prayer is, is where revival comes from. You know, prayer is where revival starts. When, you know, when we talk about big revivals of, you know, thousands of people coming to churches, yeah, but revivals in our own lives, you know, when we're broken, when we're lost, and, and all of a sudden, you know, we pray and we hear God's voice and, and we revive, we come back to life and we're filled with something new. And, uh, you know, prayer is a powerful thing. You know, we have the Word of God and we got prayer. And it's like you can't just do one of those things. If you read your Bible every day but you never pray, then the words that you're reading, all they'll be is like information. They'll never become revelation. God will never open it up to you. And at the same time, if you only pray all the time, you never read your Word, you'll start getting revelations that aren't even based on the words of God. And you'll start just doing all this funky stuff. It's like these two things are, are vital and uh, aspects of our life. And, uh, and, you know, we talk a lot, a lot about the Word. I just kind of wanted to, to, to focus on prayer today. And, uh, you know, we read in the Word a lot, of, a lot of prophets, when they prayed, it's like God would change His mind when they prayed. You know, He's like, I'm going to destroy Israel. And Moses is like, God, please don't. And he started doing this, and God's like, okay, I won't destroy him. You know, it's like prayer is a very powerful tool. You know, God spoke the earth into existence. You know, words that we speak are very powerful. God created us in His image. We just read that uh, yesterday, a couple days ago. You know, He showed when He was creating the, the world how powerful words can be. Because He didn't wave a magic wand and then all of a sudden it appeared. He spoke. He said, let there be light. And He saw that the light was good. He said, let there be this. Separate the, the sea from the sky. Do this. Do and He spoke all these things and they started happening. And uh, so prayer is powerful. Now I'm... Um, She's going to go uh, one, two, three, just share kind of uh, three points about uh, prayer and, and what prayer should be like in our lives. And uh, with each place, there's a place in the Bible. 
So uh, if we can open up to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And it's going to be verse 17. So this, there was a moment in, in my time about a, a year ago where I just kind of uh, separated myself from everybody for a couple of days and I just spent time in prayer and, and I just, God just reminded me of, of just it, these three places in the Bible are just in the most random places ever and God just reminded me all these points and he's like, this is what your prayer needs to be like. And the first one is First uh, Thessalonians 5.17. First point is never stop praying. That's, that's all the verses, three words. It says never stop praying, but there's so much depth in, in, in those three words. There's so much, there's so much uh, revelation in those three words. Because if, if we look at it, this is one of the last things that Paul is writing in his letter to, to the Thessalonians here. This is one of the last things he's, this section right here from verse 12 to, to 22, it's, it's titled Paul's Final Advice. This is the last thing he said. These are the most important things that he said to the to to the Thessalonians before he finished off this letter and one of the things is never stop praying. Now prayer is 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 like I said it's a time when we when we connect with God it's a time when we when we speak to God when we hear his prayer and or we hear his words and uh and it's something that has to be consistent in our life. It's something that has to be every single day in our life. Uh, you know when you just pray, you know, 20 seconds before you eat something, you that's that's not praying, you know. That's blessing your food. That's not like praying. You need to straight up pray every single day, in the mornings, at nights, whenever. You you just gotta you just gotta pray. You just gotta uh, shut yourself in your room and just and just seek His face. You know, just 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 be like God. I'm 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 here. Uh, I'm, I'm I want to hear what you want to say. I want to hear where you're taking me. I want to hear a direction that you're giving me in my life. You know, where are you sending me? Because I want to go somewhere, but I don't know where to go, and I want you to send me somewhere. You know, and, and consistency in our prayer lives is important to never stop, to never stop praying, to constantly be in it, not even just, and don't even just make it like a once a day type thing. Like I prayed in the morning and I'm good. No, it's something that, it's like, it's, I had days in my life where it's like all throughout the whole day, I'm just like kind of in prayer. Where it's like I wake up in the morning and, and I spend a time in prayer and I'm driving in my car and, and worship's on and, I, and I'm praying there. Then I get to work. I just kind of turn on worship music, separate myself and, and work and kind of, you know, pray and, and focus on God and, and think about His Word. And it's like the whole day is spent like this. And, man, I wish I, wish I had the self-control to do that every single day of my life. It's tough sometimes. But, you know, I, I believe that's what God is calling us to, more and more days like that, more and more days where we're just, the whole day we're focused on Him, you know, to, to, never, to never stop that prayer. You know, when, when you're praying, it's hard for you to get angry at somebody. You know, when you're praying, it's hard for you to get jealous at somebody. When you're praying, it's hard for, for lust to kick up in your life. When you're praying, it's hard for the devil to start doing things in your life. But when you're constantly in prayer, when you're constantly talking to God, when you're constantly speaking with the Holy Spirit, you know, you know the, the fruit of the Spirit start filling your life. You know, you got goodness, you got joy, you got peace, and all these things. And then Satan can't even do anything to you. Because it's like you got a layer of protection over yourself because you, you're in prayer, you're connected with God. You're like directly, it's like you just shoved your finger in a power socket and all day long because, because you're connected. And, you know, I don't know if y'all ever got shocked. I got shocked. I get shocked at work. I work with cameras and cameras, you know, they have a flash. And a way a flash works is there has to be a capacitor. A capacitor is something that stores up energy. And if you touch that capacitor with your finger, that energy is hitting your finger. 
At my job, I'm trying, I, I try to avoid that capacitor, but every once in a while, my hand slips and, and, and then for 30 minutes, I'm just sitting on my desk like this because it hurts to get shot. It hurts. And, you know, when you're constantly in prayer, that's what you're like. You, you get shocked. <laughs> you know, and, and, and if you get shocked with really high voltage, you can't break away from it, you know. A capacitor, it just kind of, it stores up energy. It, like, you touch it, it gives you all the energy inside of it. If, if you touch a source of unlimited energy, if you, if you get one of those power sockets, take it out, grab a wire, you're not letting go anytime soon. The only way you'll let go is if your knees hit the ground and the power will go through your knees and you'll lose both of your legs. Yeah. Electricity is powerful. Don't mess with it. Don't be an electrician. It's scary, man. But like I'm saying, if, you're t- if, if you touch a source that's of unlimited energy, you can't break away from it. Our God is a source of unlimited energy. And if, and if you just, all you need to do is just grab on. And when you grab on, and you won't, you won't break away. You won't be, nothing will be able to separate you. If somebody else grabs onto you, they'll get shocked too. You know, if I'm getting shocked, Andre grabs my arm, he's going to start getting shocked too. We're, and we're, you know, and when we're full of energy, when we're full of that inside of us, we'll just start, you know, like rubbing up against people. Ooh, and the Holy Spirit will just start filling them, you know? We got we to be filled with this and the, to never stop, to never stop praying, to never stop seeking His face, you know, just every single day, find, make time. You know, a lot of people say, I don't have time, I, I, make time. How do you make time? You wake up earlier, you go to bed later, you do whatever it takes, you do whatever it takes. If you got to wake up at 4 in the morning, you wake up at 4 in the morning. That's the only possible choice that you have left. You do whatever it takes so, you, so, so that you can find that time of prayer. The most powerful moments in my life were, were those moments where I was alone with God. It wasn't at a conference where some, some big speaker was preaching and this. No, it was moments after the conference when there was worship, when I just fell down on my knees and I was before God by myself. It's times when I was in my room, just on my knees, crying out to God for, for God to touch me. Those were the most powerful moments in my life. Those are the moments that, that, that grew my roots down. Those are the moments that placed a foundation in my life. So then when, when I started getting rocky, the foundation was still standing strong. You know, it's in, it's in that prayer closet. The, sec, the second point is uh, in, in Matthew twenty six forty one, And it's uh, when Jesus was in get. get, get Samini. There you go. I can, I can never say that in English. And it's in Matthew 26. And uh, I'll just read the, the verse where Jesus actually, you guys know the story. It's uh, Jesus is praying and he's asking his disciples to pray. And his disciples keep falling asleep. In Matthew 26, 41, Jesus is telling them, Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Second point is the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. If you notice... Uh, in your Christian life, it seems like every time you're about to go pray, there's just like a division inside of you. It's like one side is just like, yes, yes, let's go see God. And it's like pulling, to, and then you got your flesh, which is pulling you the other way. You got to do your homework. You got to do this. You got to finish this errand. You got to finish this. You got to change the lights in your car. You got to do this around the house. You got to vacuum. You got to call this person. You got to talk to this guy. And, and it's like your flesh is pulling you apart, but your spirit is just like, it, it's pulling the other way. And the disciples here, it's like they didn't get a clear message of what Jesus was trying to say. You know, Jesus is asking them, pray for me. I need it right now. I need, I need prayer. I need you guys to uplift me. And they kept falling asleep. They kept falling asleep. And what we have to do is we have to just 
I know we talk about it, but it's like we have to just overstep our emotions. When There's going to be a lot of times when you are not going to want to pray. 99% of times you do not want to go and pray. You do it anyways. You do it anyways. You force yourself to get in your room. You, you, you start praying. If you don't have anything to pray about, uh, start praying in tongues. If you, if, you, if you can't pray in tongues, just turn on worship music. Start worship, Not singing the song. Start worshiping God. Start those, those words that we sing on stage, you know, it's like, it, it's so, they can easily just become words that they sing, or they can become prayers that you're saying through, through, through with, with music. It's, it's just prayers when you're saying, God, send me, I'll go, God, I will go for you. You know, I'll go to the ends of the earth. The, uh, nothing will stop me. Nothing will separate me from your love. Those could be your words, or those could be like your prayers. And just start doing whatever it takes. This doesn't work. Uh, try doing that. That doesn't work. Call somebody up. Hey, can you pray with me right now? It's really tough for me to pray. Do this. Do this. Find something. Keep going. Don't, don't just give up because it's, oh, I tried for five minutes. It's not working out. It, it's that sixth minute that God was waiting for. That sixth minute he was going to show up and pour out on you and you stopped at five minutes. It's that 11th minute, but, but you stopped after 10 minutes. You know, God is, he, he's waiting for you. He When you go through dry seasons, you know, God knows that you can make it through those dry seasons. God wouldn't put you in those situations if if He knew you wouldn't be able to make it. He puts you in those dry seasons so that you can push through, so that you can fight, so that you can fight against your flesh, so that your flesh loses its power over you. And then He's like, boop, and all of a sudden, whoa, and it's an awesome prayer. And maybe, maybe you don't even feel anything, but at the end of the prayer, you're like, you know what? You feel accomplished. You're like, I pray today. I, I, I see God's face, and maybe I didn't feel anything, but I know He heard my prayers. But I know that my prayers are going to be answered. But I know that, 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 that the answer is coming. It's almost here. I can taste it. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. The, and, and we constantly are in that battle where our flesh is saying, no, do this, no. But we just have to fight. Fight through that. Fight through that just... If you miss a day, if you miss a week, pick it back up. Keep going. Don't just, don't just give it up. Keep going. Keep fighting. Don't ever get to a point where, 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 where you think, oh, God, I'm so weak and I can't do this, and you start feeling sorry for yourself. Don't get to that point. God's given you power. God's given you authority. His, His Holy Spirit is inside of you. You know, why did Jesus die on the cross so that you could sit here and why? No. He died so that you could have victory in your life. His blood poured out so that you could be victorious, so that you could beat your flesh, so that you could beat your, 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 your desires and your ambitions, and you, can, and you can seek Him like He deserves to be sought. It's, uh, you know, look forward to the, to, the, to the results. Look forward to the end results, you know. It's tough to pray right now, yes, but what about in a week? What about in a week from now when I'll be able to say, you know what, it was tough, but I prayed all week. I stayed faithful to God. I, I did everything that I could. You know, just look ahead. Start looking to the results. And uh, the, the, the third thing is uh, in Leviticus chapter 6 and verse 13. Leviticus 6, 13. And they, these are instructions that God gave to Moses. It says, and remember, the fire must be kept burning on the altar at all times. It must never go out. Uh, that's the third point. The altar must always be burning. I might just be repeating myself because I kind of got into this on the on, on the last point, but you know that that uh, I was saying in the beginning that prayer has to be something fresh. Prayer has to be something new. You know, uh, when you those of you who have ever tried to start a fire in your life, you know the only way to keep a fire going is to constantly put something new into the fire. 
you can't take the old pieces of wood that are in the fire and throw them back in the fire because they turn into ashes. You got to constantly throw something new in there. You got to constantly keep getting wood, throwing it in there. You got to keep constantly getting papers, throwing it in there. Keep doing whatever. Just get, get something that burns and just throw it in there. It's, it's, it's something that, that it's not going to last forever unless you put work into it. It's not going to keep burning on its own. It's not going to keep going by magical powers. It's something that you've got to constantly keep putting, keep putting stuff in so, so that it keeps burning. And uh, that's what prayer is. Something that you constantly just, just pour into. Something that you, you constantly push into. And the only thing in our lives that's going to keep that fire going is our characters. Our characters, the decisions that we make. Because like I said, when it gets tough, what are you going to do? When it gets tough, when you're, when you're running out of wood, when you're like, man, I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know what to throw in there. What do you do in that situation? Do you give up? Do you cross your hands and say, God, I did everything I could? Or do you go out to the forest in your backyard? You chop down some pieces of wood and you get them in that fire. You do whatever it takes. You get stuff. You work. You, you do anything that you possibly need to do to keep that fire going. And, uh, you know, our, our characters, they're, it's like, our characters are built on a foundation. And, uh, and uh, one of the preachers at this conference, he said, when you're building for long term, the way you build your foundation is different than if you're building for short term. Because when you build something for short term, you just need it to kind of just make it for a little bit. You just need it to kind of stay up. If you guys ever played with Legos in your life, if you start with a really thin foundation, you know, and you're building up, it's like it's fine, it's fine. It's, when it gets pretty tough... Or when it gets pretty high, it starts rocking back and forth. And if you keep going, at one point it starts tilting and it falls. But if you build a base, if you build a strong base, and then you start building on top of that, it, it, it's going to last a lot longer. And, 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 you know, the foundation that you're building in your life is going to decide how long you're going to make it. In your prayer life and in your Christian life in general. The foundation that you're building, what... what what you're building on, what you're building out of, what, what characteristic, what, how are you disciplining yourself? What are you, what, are you, what are you doing in your life? You know, what are you rejecting from your life? What are you accepting? What are you, what are you forcing yourself to do every single day? You know, reading the Bible is not fun. Praying is not fun. Especially when you're alone and nobody can see and you cannot pray today and tell everybody that you prayed and they'll all think that you prayed. But God will know that you didn't pray. You know, it, those are the tough moments when you're alone. And, but it's, it's those moments where our character is built. And uh, never stop praying. Fight, fight your, your, your flesh because the spirit is always willing. And, and, and always keep that altar burning. Always keep it, you know, keep, keep it going. And I just, uh, before we start uh, prayer, those of you who are going to uh, play for the harvest prayer, come out. I just wanted to, to read that verse again that... Uh, kind of started this whole thing and that's Matthew chapter chapter 9 verse 37 and 38 I believe yep verse 37 and 38 and we'll start uh we'll just start praying now it's awesome that we're starting this year off with prayer that's just uh that's awesome I don't know I I, I truly like Andre said on after after being in God's presence for like those three days at that conference is uh, God's going to do something in our prayers and, and prayers on Sundays and on Mondays and, and, and harvest prayers and during war. It's, God's going to start moving. I truly believe that. 
in uh, Matthew 9, 37 and 38, he said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into the fields. You know, it's, uh, man, every time I read that verse, it just tears me apart because there's, there's a harvest, man. We talked about all New Year's. There's a harvest, and it's not going to wait. It's not, it's not, we don't have time to waste anymore. We don't, we're running out of time. You know, with every day that we live, that's one less day that we have to bring somebody to Christ. And it's interesting, Jesus didn't say, you know, go out and preach to everybody right there. And then he said, pray first. He said, pray. And the disciples had to pray. And in Acts chapter 2, they were praying. And then the Holy Spirit came down on them. And once the Holy Spirit came on them and they got clear revelation, that's when they went out and started preaching. That's when they went out and started doing stuff. But before that, they had to pray. That's to spend hours in prayer. I, I believe that, 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 that Matthew just, just would leave all the disciples, would go alone somewhere, somewhere in his house and just pray. That Peter would go on his fishing boat and he would just start praying. You know, Stephen would just, just go somewhere and just start praying. You know, they would just start seeking God. They're like, God, what, what are you saying? When, when is this revival coming? When is this fire coming? You said you'll send your spirit. When is that going to happen, God? You know, and that's, uh, that's what I want us to do today. Just let's, let's, let's ask for fire. Let's ask for God to come down and just, and just move in our lives. And e- even if it's not today, let's just start praying for the future. Let's just say, God, prepare us. Prepare us for when that moment comes so that we don't get, we, we don't get sidetracked by our gifts and talents. So we don't get sidetracked by all the things that, that you're doing through us. When, when you start healing people through us, God, help us to not get prideful. When you start moving through us, help but not to, to, to give all the glory to ourselves, God, but always reflect it to you, Lord.